Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comp Day, the podcast supporting young professionals of color. This is Dre. Um, I'm very, um, I'm kind of happy and shocked to be speaking to you guys right now just because, um, you know, things happen, schedules get crazy, things happen, um, plans had to shift a bit from what I was recording this evening. So this is kind of off the cuff. It's a little unprepared it's prepared to some extent i just didn't get to put as much preparation as i wanted to but um i'm just gonna go um right in you know sometimes life gives you lemons and you gotta make lemonade so we're gonna see how this works for me this is the most unprepared i've ever been for (laughs) recording um but yeah um we're gonna wing it and um we're gonna see how our chops are so for employee of the day um someone that i admire a lot a dear friend and mentor of mine um who will be on this show soon she shared um this individual with me her name is verna myers spelled v-e-r-n-a m-y-e-r-s verna myers she's a black woman And she is um, now the Vice President of Inclusion Strategy at Netflix. Yes, Netflix and chill, y'all. That Netflix. Um, So it's someone that I, it's one of the first times I saw somebody and it wasn't like cookie cutter. And it's like, ooh, I want to emulate a lot of what this person is. Um, Outside of everyone knows I love, you know, Melody Hobson, um, Chelsea Handler, and Rihanna. And Tony Braxton. But um, outside, I'm deviating now, but um, Verna Myers, in terms of how she's created this career for herself, her ability to be authentic, her ability to um, engage, her demeanor, and just the boldness that she has in a world that doesn't oftentimes celebrate those who come from marginalized or silenced or invisible communities to speak up for herself and others so that is somebody that i emulate to be like and kind of to pave their own road um that is something i would like to do i would like to create my own path i don't think i'm i love fundraising um but i also love doing this podcast um i love a lot of things i love i love a ton of things that are outside of just what i do and i want to create a path for myself like Verna Myers has. Maybe not necessarily the same one she has, but I'm going to figure it out because if it's not, it doesn't exist yet, I'm going to do it. So this is a, the topic I wanted to do, this is something I wanted to touch upon like at a later date when I was a little more prepared, but I guess I'm inspired enough to make this episode. It's about um, learning how to follow before you lead. I think a lot of young professionals of color and even a lot of young professionals of color who, sorry, a lot of professionals who are not of color, I think have, generationally, we have this aversion to follow, um, but we follow certain things. But in terms of our work and our money and our careers, we want to lead all the time. We want to lead or we want the privileges of leadership, but not necessarily the accountability or the sacrifices of leading. And there's like this rush that everyone's like, I don't want a boss and I don't want to follow anyone and I don't want this. And it's like, I admire the ambition and I understand it because I have a little bit of that in myself as well. However, it's very difficult to know how to, lead 
if you've never followed? How are you going to start a business if you've never been in a business before? How are you going to pay people when you've never received payroll before and you'd have no idea how that works? How are you going to know how to manage and connect with others when you have never been at any receiving end of management? I believe that leadership is a is a skill, but it's a skill that is empowered and developed and enhanced by the art of listening and the art of intuition. I think it's a matter of listening, but intuitively choosing what you're going to listen to and how you're going to move forward. And I think it's a disservice to not say that, you know, you do need to know how to follow well to lead. I think a lot of us are impatient and we want to rush forward right away. We want everything at our fingertips now. We're so used to getting everything right now. We're so used to going on your phone and you can see your friends and see experiences and pay for experiences and pay for clothing and pay for food and pay for anything on the planet or to view anything. And then for some reason that impatience trickles into our work lives and our professional lives. And we, you know, we do deserve respect. We do deserve opportunities to learn and to grow but we need to learn how to follow before we become leaders it's similar to how in the first episode i mentioned how there are a lot of people who just step right out of college and then they just become consultants and it can be very dangerous at times Um, not every scenario but it is dangerous sometimes when there are people that do not have that much experience and they do not have much skill in the art of following and then all of a sudden they want to lead people and i want to be honest and not set our our people down this trap you know it's it's difficult but you have to learn how to follow but that starts with listening first it starts with actively listening it's something very difficult that i had to learn how to do um especially as an adult um, I had a, I have a very, my best friend will tell me like, you know, you didn't hear me. You didn't listen. And I was like, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I think we're so eager to speak or to contribute to a conversation. We don't listen. So I've learned that I just shut my damn mouth and I kind of just try to understand the words that are coming towards me and interpreting them. Um, That's the first step. But then the next is knowing um who to follow. So I think, You have to be very clear what your goals are and what type of values and qualities you would like to accept because you'll end up following anything. So I learned this experience in my first, in one of my first roles. I I saw someone who emulated me. They were a black person. They were a director And it was just a really beautiful thing to see because that wasn't something I really saw. Especially they were also a queer person too. That wasn't something I saw. I never saw someone that identified like me and specifically a position I would want to be in. Something for once looked attainable. It looked real. I've heard of people in positions. I maybe even had friends or associates or family members who may have been in certain positions, but not 
it wasn't as salient and visible to me and it wasn't something I wanted as much as I saw this person. They really represented hope for me. They represented a path for me. And I was proud to see them in that position. But further down working with them and then working for them at some point, they started displaying qualities that were counteractive and counterproductive to the ones that I had. And it didn't mean that they were a terrible person. It didn't mean that they are horrible. It just meant that they... They were not exactly everything I wanted to follow. And it it was a real reality check for me. I had to understand that it's not always about what it looks like. Power is not always about flexing muscles. um, Figuratively and, yeah. (laughs) Or... Power is not equal to manipulation. They're not the same. Manipulation comes from fear. Power comes from security and assurance. I had to learn, basically, to that that wasn't something I wanted to follow. I didn't want to follow someone who had qualities that I did not want to receive, that I want, I did not want to copy or adopt. And I started really thinking hard about who I wanted to follow after that point. And the funny part is that after that point, there was someone who, several people who came into my life and some people that were there all along who I ended up realizing these are people that I wanted to follow. One of them was... Um, a younger um she wasn't she was a few years older than me but she was um a queer white woman um as well as the mentor i named earlier who is a queer black woman and a mentor of mine who's also a gay white man and i didn't didn't necessarily did not imagine those were going to be the the three people that i was going to actually look at as mentors. As well as there was another young man who also came into my life. He was, I would say like 10 years my senior, and he was um, a mixed-race gay man. And yeah, those, those individuals, I did not know that those were going to be the people in the midst of me, in the midst of my disappointment, those became the individuals that I started seeing as leaders to to me, as mentors, people I wanted to follow in the midst of my disappointment. I never, some of them were there all along. We were working closely together and because I was so blinded by, this is what it looks like. This is what success looks like. I need to follow this person. And these people were there all along and they had amazing qualities that I'm very proud to say that I still follow to this day and I'm still in touch with these very people. We have wonderful relationships and I'm so blessed and honored to have them in my life. But it's so insane that in the midst of my disappointment, that's when these people really impressed me the most. And I learned that, you know, a lot of times, especially um, black men, we like to follow other black men or follow other things that look similar because it makes us feel safe and it makes us feel comfortable. 
But I want to encourage you um, to look at people for, you know, it's important to have representation. It's so important. And it's one of the main reasons I do this show. But I also want to encourage that you look at people for their qualities as well, for their character. And you choose them wisely. Really choose them wisely. Um, because that who you follow is who you're going to end up becoming. Now, I'm sure there's scenarios in which people are like, oh, okay, like the leaders in my work, place of work, I didn't choose them, but I have to follow them. But they're like, they're not people I necessarily want to follow. Great. I understand that scenario several times over. In that situation, follow them for the skills that they have, but do not pick up the qualities they have. You have to be able to intuitively discern, this is what I want to receive and this is what I don't. I've worked for people that I never, ever want to see again, but they were brilliant or they had a skill set that I needed and it has helped me go further in my career because skills do not discriminate. However, yes, like I said, there are people that I do not want to see again. I would rather not have a relationship with them. I've had supervisors that I don't talk to ever again, and I'm fine with not talking to them ever again. And a, a majority of it is not because they were, in, not just if they were incompetent in their roles, but they were, their character traits and their values did not match mine in such an adverse way. And I w- I made the decision, like, I will pick up the skills they are teaching me. The lessons I've learned with them are invaluable. I will always appreciate and cherish what I've learned with them. However, I will not pick up certain habits. You know, so I'm, I'm a Leo. So we get, like, very vain and we get very egotistical. <laughs> and we can, you know, really get in our own way sometimes. Um, but there are certain traits I've realized I don't want to pick up from people. I don't want to be egotistical. I don't want to talk down to people and think people are lower than me. I don't want to disrespect people because we disagree. I don't want to be unforgiving. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be greedy and I yeah there's a lot of things that I saw a lot of traits I saw I don't I don't want to be impatient towards others and I don't want to be a bully I think that's one of the main things I've seen in people when people try to figure out who to follow there are a lot of bullies in the workplace and you have to figure out you and, and bullying is not always about people being rowdy and loud and yelling and throwing things and breaking things. Sometimes it's very covert and sometimes it's very subtle. But bullying is still bullying and you have to be very clear. Do you want to follow a bully? I can't speak for you. I can't speak for a lot other people. I know I don't want to follow bullies. I know that's not something I want to pick up. But, you know, if you're in that instance in which you 
you are in a situation in which your manager, supervisor, the leaders at where you are employed don't necessarily align with you value-wise, pick up the skills you need from them. And then when you feel that you have completed the goals that you have, either you be ready to transition to a new space or be able to t- handle the situation how you need to, whether it's transitioning from within, transitioning to another organization, or you know, weathering the storm until you think they're going to go. But yeah, it's it's just important. You need to know how to follow before you lead because that's what makes great leaders and that's what makes really bad ones. There are actually a lot more terrible leaders than good ones because a lot of people don't know how to listen and they don't know how to follow. So one and so I know people will say, oh, how do, how do you follow? Great question. So one of the ways I follow, um, and there's supervisors that may pick up on this or not pick up on this, and it's something that actually is original to me. It's not something anyone actually taught me. But if I work for you and I really admire you, or and I want to understand you, I usually ask you to recommend a piece of literature to me. And there's several reasons why I do that. One is because I want to understand your way of thinking and decision-making and just more about your personality. And I think what someone reads and what they enjoy reading says a bit about them. Also, especially what they recommend. <laughs> On top of that, I also end up bettering myself in my writing. I don't think I'm the I'm not I'm not a terrible writer, but I'm not a superb writer. Um I would call myself within the average. I'm not a Langston Hughes. I will not wow you, but I'm not like I'm not I'm not like horrible. <laughs> so um I think writing is a continual process and as somebody who has a learning disability. Yes, I'm divulging a lot on here today. Someone who has a learning disability and has had one their entire life. One of the ways I learned very early on on um, reading and getting better in my reading is that I've been taught that it's all, sorry, writing is all about your reading. Your reading influences your writing. So that's one of the ways that I... um kind of learn from supervisors um, or people that I admire. That's one of the ways I follow more passively. And then there are other ways where, I guess more aggressively, where I'll try to follow and learn. So I will request to get coffee or tea or just a, a, a meeting, a, qu- a short meeting, just to kind of get to know that person, to know them as a person. And I, and I really do come prepared with real questions that I really want to know from them. And I think every supervisor I've done any of these activities with, I think they've been very appreciative and they know I'm eager to learn. And I've been very appreciative and I've learned so much and I will never trade any 
of those interactions I've had with a supervisor, I will always be just grateful for that. That has helped shape the professional that I am. It has helped shape the person I am and how I treat others. So that's kind of some of the ways I follow. Um, You necessarily don't have to do those methods. There are, are tons of other ways that you can do that could be authentic to you, but that's what I do. And if you think there are great ways to replicate, go ahead. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of terrible leaders, but a very few great leaders. And I'm very proud to say that I've had more amazing leaders than terrible ones. So that has discerned how I follow. Another way to follow, and I, this is the final thing I'll share with everyone, is when you follow, set your boundaries. Following and leading is a relationship. And even though a lot of times the person leading has a lot of power, they have power because they have power over you or from you that you have voluntarily or involuntarily given them. But it is a relationship. It doesn't feel two ways all the time, but it is. Because they have to put a lot of effort in interacting with you, and you have to put a lot of effort in interacting with them. But the best thing I can say is learn boundary setting. Everyone's boundaries, everyone's limits, everyone's quirks, and every the way people respond to things are different. So you try to get some time to get to know yourself. And that's helpful by just getting out there, getting the experience. It's going to help you learn who you are more and more. And I learn who I am more and more each day, each month, each year. But I encourage you to set boundaries that work for you. So if you're someone that is more introverted and you do not receive extroverted communication well, set your boundaries. If you are someone like myself, I do not let, I I set my boundary in the sense of like when I follow, unless you, you you have to earn my personal life, (laughs) essentially. Um, You have to earn my friendship. You have to earn my mentorship. You don't have to earn, you know, being my boss or my lead or my mentor. Sorry, being my boss or my supervisor or manager is not something that it can be automatic. But being my mentor is earned. And being my mentor is on my off time. So the boundaries I set is basically like you get me from blank time to blank time. And or also like this is how much I'm going to divulge to you. I don't divulge too much about my personal life to people who are not my mentors. So, yeah. um, Yeah. So set your boundaries, whatever they are, because it's going to help guide the relationship And I've been in a space where I didn't necessarily have boundaries and that went really haywire. Nothing crazy. It's not like I was doing some HR violation, like doing something like crazy with a mentor. But in terms of the power dynamics and um, manipulation 
and disrespect went a whole nother space, a place where it did, it should not have went. Had I set those boundaries earlier, um, it could have been, it could have been, it could have landed very differently. So yeah, um, just to sum up everything, so folks, be okay with following before you lead, so you can be a better leader. That includes people who are in leadership positions. Learn to follow as well. Um, a lot of y'all are not good at it. I don't give a shit what you tell me. You're not. <laughs> Learn to follow before you lead. That includes active listening. On top of active listening, um, make sure that you are clear about the difference between learning, following, and learning skills versus values. Those are different, and you can get them from different people. <laughs> As well as understanding that you, your leader or who you follow does necessarily does not need to look like you or come from your background, um, depending on what you're looking for. And pretty much the last, you know, the last thing is set your boundaries. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know if this episode is going to be boring to y'all <laughs> or not. But I really winged it the best I could. This is all from the the top of my head. This is not something I think I prepared well. But I'm going to try. Thank you guys for tuning in and have a great day. Clock out.